Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. Rabbi say there's there's much to speak about. With the Ram. We want to chop around. We have very few days left to learn in the afternoons to learn Torah together. And there are things I want to get to. The first, the first line of business is to welcome. There's a chasen and Kali. I want to welcome Shleiman. In a yeshiva, in a yeshiva which speaks a lot about shleimus, and we work on many things. We work on our tefillah. We work on medas. We work on all different aspects. But this, the statement of Chazal must always be Chazer. Talmud Torah Keneged Kulam. We say every morning in Davening, we say in Elud Varim, we speak about the value. There's, there's many things we celebrate and appreciate. Talmud Torah Keneged Kulam. Talmud Torah Keneged Kulam. The Pesach, the entranceway into all Madregas in the Yeshiva, the Sefer Messiah Sisharim is a Sefer that's very studied. I would call it like any Musi Yeshiva, from the main Svarim in the Yeshiva is the Sefer Messias Sharm. And the Messias Sharm is built on a member of Repinchas Ben Yair. It's, it's built, it's Musad on a member of Repinchas Ben Yair, where he gives a plan how to steig and how to grow, where he gives a plan of steiging and growing. And the Memra starts Tyra maybe day. It starts Tyra brings to Zahiras, Zahiras to Zrezos, Zrezos to Nikios. It's a process of growth, but the beginning of that process is Limara Tyra, is plugging into Tyra. Rabbi Kestenbaum Shlita, who he was Zaycha, steigt here and, and taught Tyra here and lived here, and still his impact is still felt in our yeshiva. It was always important for him to say, he didn't like when people say in Waterbury, it's not about a name of a city, Baruch Hashem, where Zaychid have a yeshiva in, in the city called Waterbury, near the city called Waterbury. But it was important to him to always express that the ideals in the yeshiva come from Tyra. They come from our connection to Tyra. They come from our people's connection to Tyra. All we're trying to do here is be loyal to Hashem's Tyra. And I want to say on Shlomo Goren, we celebrate many things in the yeshiva. And we appreciate each bacher's advances in tefillah, each bacher's advances in midas tairas, in our relationship to our parents. At the core of a yeshiva is limit And from there, all the other things happen and become. Now, it's certainly possible. Somebody can plug into Tyra and tune out the messages therein. Somebody can learn Tyra and ignore what the Tyra is teaching, what the Tyra is demanding. And certainly in any Musar Yeshiva, you try to be careful that what the Tyra teaches and demands is also kept and lived. There's a concept in Shas called Gadol Shimusha Yaisim Alimudai. 
that it's bigger to be Mishamish a Rebbe than to learn from a Rebbe. What's Shimush and what's Limud? So on a simple level, Limud is to hear the Torah, Shimush is to see the Torah practiced and lived. And a yeshiva environment, a dorm yeshiva, a boarding school, if you will, is an opportunity to learn Torah, but also an environment that's plugged in, that lives Torah, that the ideals of Torah create the environment of the yeshiva. But at the core of the yeshiva is limerat Torah, is plug into Torah. And to see somebody, to have the chasen is somebody, Shlomo, he, he certainly represents beautifully the ideals of Torah, but he's somebody who's strong in learning, who's developed tremendous levels of limerat Torah and abilities and capacities of limerat Torah. It's important to me to celebrate. I was talking on the phone yesterday to Yosef Saba. There have been Tyre and the Yeshiva Masmid. I was talking how much we appreciate. I think about the Masmidim. I think about a Yosef Saba Zedigral and the list, it's a long list. Baruch Hashem. A B'nai Tyre who've come through this space Medjish who are plugged into Tyre and learning Basmad, how important that is to me. Somebody Shlomo and the impact he has on others. Specifically, somebody plugged into Tyra, but who impacts others, who notices others. I don't want anybody to feel, and it's specifically important to me how Shlomo lives, like that it's a decision. Either you learn Tyra or you impact others. It's like two worlds. It's like two decisions. Well, either you're plugged into Tyra, that's a certain guy. My friend and I have a friend I grew up with. And we used to look in yeshivas. We always had this dream that the yeshiva and the mashkiach would be one person. Shouldn't be there's like the masmid and musr, and it's two people. Why can't we merge the mashkiach and the rosh yeshiva? You can't choose. You can't be both. You can't have both the limerat Torah and the musr wrapped in one. And I think it's dangerous, the sense that you have the Baal Chesed. One of my visuals of the yeshiva, there was a, there's, a, there's a younger man sitting and learning for years, Avi Jaffe, sitting and learning in Baltimore from the biggest masmidim in the country. And he's learning Basmadad Zuma for years and years. One of my visuals is Avi Jaffe in yeshiva at Siyumim. He's always serving at the Siyumim. Here's a guy, who, his, you could set your clock five in the morning. He's learned Basmada for years and years and years. Arangatan plugged into Torah. Yet at Siyumim in the yeshiva, he was the one serving. He was the one who was serving the food. He was the one taking care of the chevra. And that visual is important to me because I think it would be a shame to say, like, to, to think in any which way that the choices are Limadat Torah or there's another life of Chesed. To me, the Chazal have a line that Taira is is Tchilasai V'saifai Gemilus Chasadim. The Medrash says about Taira. One of the reasons the Medrash asks that why do we read the Sefer of Rus on Shvois? Shvois is the day we were makabel the Taira, and the Medrash says that Rus is a Sefer of kindness. It's the Sefer of the kindness that Rus had with her husband's memory. It's the Sefer of Rus's kindness to her mother-in-law, Naomi. Bayez's kindness to Rus. The Sefer of Rus is a Sefer. It's the, it's the Megillah of Chesed. It's a Sefer of kindness. 
Chazal say we read the Sefer of Kindness on Shavuos because Kol HaTayra Kul is one Sefer of Kindness. It's a Sefer, Gemilus Chasadim, it starts with Chesed and it ends with Chesed. The whole Taira is one big Sefer of Kindness. Of Chesed, that's the Taira. I once was talking to somebody learning Yevamus. Yevamus is a sogi of Kindness to Mesim. I told the guy, if you learn Yavamas and you're not a nicer person, then you're, you're, you're tuned out to what you're learning. You're not sensitive. You're not plugged in to what the Torah is saying. You could study, a guy could study the Sugs of Kibbut Aveim, and he's like fighting with his Chavrus, and he could be mean to his mother. You're not listening to what you're saying. You're saying, but you're not listening to what you're saying. The Torah, the Limadat Torah, is beget there to listen to what you're saying. The Pasuk in Micha calls Tyra. This is very important. I, I had a cousin. I remember she was a Balash Chuva. We used to laugh at how she spoke. We were little kids. I'm not proud of it. But she said, I'm doing Shabbat. And as little kids, like, we used to like chuckle. She's doing Shabbat. Do you do Shabbos? What does it mean to do Shabbat? She was doing it. I've heard the expression, I keep Shabbos, I like Shabbos, I enjoy it. She was doing Shabbat. And that, as a youngster, that like that phrase like hit us. The Pasuk and Micha talking about Torah says, Asais Mishpat, to do Torah. That's how the, that's how the Pasuk and Micha describes a life of Torah. It doesn't say to learn Torah. It says, Asais Mishpat, do Torah. It refers to learning and living it. That's how, the, that's how the Navi, in his address to us forever, when he wants to describe the task of a human being, it calls it Asais Mishpat, to do Mishpat is Torah. Do Torah. Mamish, like that cousin did Shabbat. The Navi says, do Torah. What does it mean to do Torah? Somebody says, what, what, what are you up to? I'm doing Torah. Asais mishpat do Tyre. Because you can learn Tyre and be disconnected to it. You can keep the mitzvahs and not learn it. To do it is to learn it and live it, to embrace it, to connect to it, to, 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 to be a living embodiment of Tyre, be an embodiment of Tyre. It's a beautiful expression we call somebody who grows a lot, we call them a Ben Tyre. It's such a gorgeous expression. It's a shame we get used to things. We say it so often. You know what it means to say in a guy? You should tremble when you say it. I want to say on the chas and Shloymagor, and he's a ben tyra. Don't take those words are crazy. It means somebody who embodies what tyra wants from a person. He's a ben tyra. It's not a choice. Should I be a masmid or should I be kind? If you're a masmid, you know what you plug and you study, you study Avram Avinu. You know what you study? You study Yavamas. You're studying sugyas of kindness. The whole chasadim. There's no world. When you read Gedalim books, what sticks out is the kindness of our greats. They were all remarkably... It's not a side point. They were all daimeta Hashem. They were godly in their want to give, to pick up to encourage, they were godly, all G'daylam had that mid. that's a basic, to being somebody who's, who's an embodiment of Tyra, is somebody who cares, to encourage, to uplift, people are around the chas, and they walk out better, I spoke, I was, 
I was schmoozing with one of the chevra today. I was schmoozing of the chevra. He's describing what it means to be around older guys that are sincere, that are caring, that are loving. That's an embodiment of Tyra. That's not an aberration. Oh, you, you're into Kirov, you're all... No, no, I'm just into Torah. And I like live what... You, you live what it says. You live what it says. You embody what it says. Revolba, who was a gain in Torah. Revolba was somebody who learned Torah to the highest levels, was a Talmud Chacham. Revolba summed up Torah. He wasn't given hyperbole. Revolba wasn't joking. Revolba summed up Torah in two words. After the Six-Day War, there was a lot of feelings of tshuva going around Eretz Yisrael. People were very receptive. And Revolba, the great Mashkiach Revolba, went around Eretz Yisrael, and he was teaching Tyre in places that before were very misnagged, were very against. People were open, teach us Tyre. And Revolba summed up the entire Tyre. Revolba was so measured, he was so precise. Revolba, I was Zechari or Shmuzim from him, he didn't speak exaggerated. He, things were said, there was such precision to what he said. There was such precision, he didn't say strong things. I remember a group, when I was in Eretz Yisrael, a group had, had attacked Rebel Yashiv. Revolba spoke, and his words were measured. And he says in front of a thousand people, he says over a thousand people, he says, these people ain't lohem chelek Now, Revolva didn't exaggerate. Revolva didn't say like hyperbole, like strong. His words were measured. You, you felt the tension in the air. Revolva said on somebody, they're not going to tell There was a tension in the room. It was like, Revolva, he wasn't, there are people who talk, they say, they scream, they exaggerate. No, no, no. He said, these people have no Olam pause, the room you couldn't breathe. <coughs> you felt like choking. Because Revolva didn't talk that way. He just said on a person that he's not going to Olam The basic eternity is not his. That's like, and then he says calmly, Im lo yasu tshuva, if they don't do tshuva. There was no guzmois, there were no exaggerations. And here, like, everybody's mad. People attack the God Ladur. They physically attack the God Ladur. said they have no Olam if they don't do tshuva. In, there was so measured they could do tshuva. And he spoke that out. It's like he gave our breath back. He said, there's no Olam you He said, they don't do tshuva. Oh, they could do tshuva. In the things were so measured. Revolva spoke about Torah and summed up Torah, and he said it's an oilam hayedidus, a world of friendship. It's a world of friendship and relationship and connection, a world of yedidus. That's what he called Torah, a world of connection. One of the one of the energies of this whole yeshiva is I I fear. That if we train our kids to be robotic in all their performances, from tefillin to prayer to every other performance, robotic, are we even, would anybody sum up Yiddishkeit relationship? With your tefillin, we're talking about Yiddidus, relationship. With Shabbos, we're talking about relationship. We start Shabbos, we say, we call Shabbos a kala. Come, my beloved, to greet the kala. We call Shabbos Kaidish. We're greeting our kala. 
Shabbos, relationship, tefillin, relationship. Everything's about a connection to the thing, about an honest, a world of yedidus, yedid, yad, yad, hand in hand. And it's not a wonder that a person who's steiging and learning and open is developing relationships, a care, relationship to Am Yisrael, that's part of Torah. Connections, relationship, a relationship to the next person. A profound and healthy relationship to self, relationship to parents, a relationship to the next person. For anybody who knows Shlomo, his kesher to his brother is something that's that's Mishonadik, a beautiful kesher the Chasen has to a brother. A brother's also a ben and they have a, such a respect for each other. It's a, it's a model of, of friendship, of yedidus, of closeness, of brotherhood. A brotherhood, two brothers who are there for each other in profound ways. So to me it's exciting, such a person building a bias. Somebody who, a Ben Tyre is the perfect one for marriage. They're engrossed and embodying a world of Yedidus. That's a natural next step, is marriage. Is a connection to an Isha, a connection to a wife, a building of home. So we're very, very excited to see Shlomo building a bias. Our bracha, we thank the Chasna Kala for coming down to Yeshiva. And our bracha, that, that home should embody all the values of Tyre. Should be a place of yedidus, of tremendous. The main yedid in our life is is our wife. That's the main yedid. Reyim ahuvin, the most beloved friendship, husband and wife. And it should be a house that's full of yedidus, a yedidus, a shalom bayis, a yedidus tashem, yedidus tashem's nation. It should be a world of connection. Mazel tov to the chasen and kala. I want to I wanna stay on the topic. I want to stay on the topic of Yedidus, of connection. It's not a side point in the yeshiva, the connections that guys develop to parents is not a side point to the yeshiva. Right, Brownstein and I were talking about the graduation. I told him the main thing is the parents to celebrate the guys, their accomplishment, and the parents. And the Nachas, I could tell you I've watched Yehuda. Yehuda's making, about to make a seum. I'm excited for Yehuda Lerfeld. Seum that's going to take place in a couple of hours. I have watched from the time, from the time Yehuda has come to Yeshiva. I have watched... I have watched from the time Yehudas come to Yeshiva. His, I'm, I'm talking, the, his mother is the one I, that, that, that I was to be in touch, and a father whose parents that are there, that are there, that are present in Yehudas' life. I speak out all the time, and I've been asked, I remember I once said in a group, and I was asked, could you say that in English? I said, lean into your, your story and lean into your kid's story. I think the person wasn't joking. They said, could you say that in English? I didn't use any Yiddish words. And I admit, I'm guilty, like, lean into your story. They thought maybe it was like a Yiddish word. Lean in is that It was an English word. And what do you mean? Yosef Pagra, my friend, Yosef, one of the heroes of the yeshiva, has expressed, he's expressed to me, he's expressed to me that I'm not always sure. 
that I'm not that I, he's not sure people know what you mean. When you say lean into your story, lean into your kid's story, do people know what you mean? What do I mean? Say it in Yiddish. What do I mean? Lean into your story. Now we're all, is our story. We're sitting here. We're all sitting in this room, so we all have the same story. Your story is not what the world sees. It's what goes on inside. I promise you sitting here is many different stories. We have a chassan sitting here thinking to himself, I hope my kala doesn't feel this place is nuts. There's a dog at a musash here. This is where you learn. We have a chassan. We have a kala. <laughs> We have a Kala, we have a Kala sitting at the shear saying, is this okay? I'm in Yeshiva. Like all, we have guys sitting at a shear. One guy saying, one guy thinking, oh my gosh, I can't believe this man's about to end. Another guy thinking, should I do this next year? Not, should I come? We have, our stories are different. Our stories are different. Leaning into your story is to be aware of your own story. I have Mikairis to this. A big part of Yiddishkeit is serving Hashem and watching yourself serve Hashem. See and observe and notice what's brought out, what comes out. And, and knowing your story is to be attuned and aware of what's going on inside of you. We have worlds inside of us, how we're responding, how things are hitting us, in what way do we connect. The best way, whenever you learn, I can't say enough. Guys are going to learn there to throw. I plead with you. The main thing that will bring your essence out, and I beg the guys in learning, ask yourself what svaras you hold of. It is dev- deadly and devastating. Don't force things. My Rebbe said, isn't this a good svara? No, it didn't, hit, it didn't sit by you. In Tyra, find the, the Tyra that resonates, that you feel that shot. That's what Hashem meant. That's a, it's very important in learning. In different time, when you learn Chumash, when you learn Musr, when you learn Chazal, when you learn Gemaras, to, to fil- the Gemara is supposed to filter through you how it hits you, where it hits you, what hits you is very important. What excites you in learning, mark it, measure it, trust it. If a certain tire is somebody saying, I say, isn't that amazing? I'm like, no, I don't think so. I, I don't, I, it doesn't resonate by me. That's important. Because you're connecting, you're making a profound connection to Tyra. So I want to say, that I've seen in Yehuda's parents, people who are leaned into Yehuda's story strongly. It's been a beautiful story and a journey of a Ben Tyre. We've watched, we've watched Yehuda connect more and deeper and better to Tyre, to his friends, to his Rebbeim. It's been a beautiful, beautiful journey, but specifically somebody whose parents are leaned into their story and leaned into his story. The way they come in a minute, they're here from Florida for you to see him. They came for Shabbos. The way they are present in Yehuda's life, they have busy lives. Yehuda's father is an attorney, is a president of a school, an active running a school. He's very busy, a busy person. Like this, he comes to be at Yehuda's seum, to learn with Yehuda on Father's Day, to come for Shabbos. They're leaned into Yehuda. It's no wonder. You see the, you see the Nachas, their poster children. Well, there's a revolution going on here. There's a revolution of honesty. There's a revolution of connection to Tyra, to mitzvahs. That Ruchnia should be something you're passionate about. 
And I want to thank Yehuda's parents for being front and center in this world of Yedidus, of connection to ourselves, to our children. I thank Yehuda's parents and wish them a mazel. I want to share... I want to share a story with the Chevra. Please, please. I want, I want to share a story with you, Elio, that happened to me. I'd like to share this. There's, there's a lot to learn from this story. I, for, for starters, I want to tell you how relevant Torah is in our life. The Torah is, Hashem's talking to us. Pay attention. Wake up. Listen to what Hashem is saying. A lot of this is about the relevance of Torah. Hashem's talking to us. Pay attention. But I also want to share something in this story, in what I'm going to, the story I'm about to tell you, I want to bring something for the second to last day of the year, the second to last most of the year, I want to share something, shall we, specific. And I want to say, like, the, listen to the story. I was Zaycha that I lived in Sanajer Merchevet, in Yerushalayim. And Sanajer Merchevet is a, quite a Haredi community. It's, it's, it's a Haredi community. What a Haredi is, I have no idea. It's, it's a political term, I don't know. I, I'm not so good with the different labelings of Yidden, but they're Yidden. It's a Jewish community. That I'll tell you, they all Yidden lived in that community. Beautiful apartment buildings, and the Yidden live in that community. Um, I had I had a Koilo family. My wife and I were in between. It was a big apartment building, and one up and one down. We were in between. One up from us in this building. We were a shtickle underground. One up in this apartment building that we lived in was a beautiful couple, a Kailo couple. They learned in the Kamenetz Yeshiva, a beautiful Kailo couple. Wonderful people, we appreciated a lot. One down was a mother and her daughter lived in the apartment. They were very energetic. They were the energetic type. And they were, they liked, they were, they were, they, they were living it up. It was, a, it, was, it was a contrast of styles. The people down had a certain way of living, the people up. There were two mishpachas. One up was a husband and wife in Kail and Kamenetz, and one down was a mother and daughter. It seems that one day I was in yeshiva, and the people below us made a wild party. People came from out of the community, and a lot of the dress was very, very compromised at this party. People came to their house. And they were making a big party, and there was a compromise in dress. And people came to this party, they weren't dressed in the most sneer stick away. I didn't know about the party, what, what happened. I see a sign up go up in my building, a sign goes up very, very fiercely. Entrance into this apartment building is only... Only, double lashon of only, if you dress properly. Don't come in here and not dress properly. And a sign went up in the building. I asked my wife, like, what's this sign about? You know, I can't say I'm the fanciest dresser, like, who is this for? What's this sign about? So my wife said, oh, you were away in yeshiva. There was a party. People were very upset. So this was the protest that, that entrance in this building is only with modest clothing. I was beside myself. I'm very, very upset. That's how you treat people. Go knock on the door. Go schmooze. Go 
befriend. That's that's how you make care of people. It bothered me tremendously that a sign went up of tough sign. You think you're going to change one person like that? Now they're going to see the sun. Ah, that's come on, come on, reach out, speak, connect. Come on, that's not how that's not how things are going to improve. I was very, very bothered by the sign. It bothered me. It frustrated me to no end. That's the response. The response should be send your wife to Fabreng with the Chevra, schmooze, sing, talk, cook, learn. Let's go. That your sign, that, that's the response. It bothered me a lot. So th- this sign goes up. I'm very, very bothered. It was Parsha Shlach. It was Mamish this week's Parsha when this story happened. And I'm very, very upset. I had, for a long, long time, I, get into, I got this minag from my father. From Abi. My father gets into a sefer, and like weekly, he learns that sefer. I get into a sefer, and I learn. I was learning with the Chavetz Chaim for a couple of years. Weekly, I would check in with the Chavetz Chaim. I like the Chavetz Chaim. So weekly, I would read his Torah on the parasha for a couple of years. That's just what I did before Shabbos. I plugged into the Chavetz Chaim. He didn't write this Sefer on Chumash. They take from all as the Chavetz Chaim as many, many writings. But they did us a favor and they took all of his writings and put it on Chumash. So weekly you could read what the Chavetz Chaim says about every parsha. They did a beautiful job. Their stories and divrei depends on the volume. Chavetz Chaim ala Torah. There's even ones, I have a beautiful copy that has, that has notes at the bottom, has stories. Very, very gishmak. So every parasha you could check in with the Chavetz Chaim. The Chavetz Chaim is a hero, is an idealist. Everybody craves the Chavetz Chaim. So my way of connecting to the Chavetz Chaim is to learn his svarim. And I was trying weekly to plug into the Chavetz Chaim. Now you can't make this up. Because Hashem will talk to us through the Torah we learn. Now it's the week of Shlach. The sign goes up, and I was very, very frustrated that that was the response to some breach of Tzneus. I was very frustrated with the response. I plug in, okay, it's, it's later in the week. I'm going to plug in to the Chavetz Chaim, and he already has to say about the Parsha. The Chavetz Chaim writes, he asks a slew of questions. There are two people, there were ten Miraglim who sinned, who spoke Dibas Ra La'aretz. They said Lashon Hara about Eretz Yisrael, and there were two tzaddikim who had a ruach acheres, who didn't fall with the ten. The power of a yachid, two people didn't go along with the eights of the Meraglim. And of course they were the two spies who didn't go along with Yeshua and Kalev. Two tzaddikim who didn't follow the Meraglim, ten Rishon, who said bad, who said Lashon Hara on Eretz Yisrael, and two tzaddikim didn't fall for the Miraglim, and that was Yeshua and Kalev. And these two tzaddikim spoke up on behalf of Eretz Yisrael, defended Kaviyachu Kodshabrechu, they defended Hashem, and they argued on the Miraglim. Now he asked, the Chavetz Chaim asked a series of Kasha. He starts a Kasha that many Mepharshim ask. That when they're speaking bad about Eretz Yisrael, it says, Vayas Kalev Esa'am. Kalev quieted down Klai Yisrael. Why not Yeshua? It says, Vayas Kalev Esa'am. Kalev quieted down. It doesn't say, 
It doesn't say Yeshua. Kalei quiet it down. I happened, if, if, if there were like, I have picture in my life, signs I like to hang up in my house. The words that Kalei says, I love it. Because the ten miraglim said negative things. And Kalei just says, Allah nala, the Yerash Allah nala, I will go up, we will go up. Kalev said we can. Allah nala. The Arashtuai Sakiyachal Nuchala, for we can. Kalev gave powerful words of we can. Allah nala, we could do this. Kalev, the powerful speech of yes, when, when the Miraglim set off senses of we can't, we'll never, as Kiefesa'am, and Kalev riles up Klal Yisrael, Allah nala, we can and we will. We can and we will. We got this. Kalev's speech, one of the great speeches in the history of, of our nation. It's But the question is, why didn't Yeshua speak? That's question one of the Chabetz Chaim. The Chabetz Chaim brings a Taisefta that says Yeshua and Kalev were shkulim, they were equal. And the Chabetz Chaim says, how can you say Yeshua and Kalev were equal, were shkulim, how can you say Yeshua and Kalev are equals? Yeshua took over from Maisha. He's the Mesharis Maisha. Of course Yeshua is bigger. Kalev was a big tzaddik. But the Chavetz Chaim is skeptical to say Yeshua and Kalev are shkulim. The Chavetz Chaim assumes Yeshua is bigger than Kalev. So what does the Taisef to mean that they're equals? And it says by Yeshua and Kalev they're shkulim. He asks a couple of other questions. It's, it's detailed, the answers. Moshe Rabbeinu davens for Yeshua. He doesn't daven for Kalev. He calls him Yeshua, Yeshua's name. He adds, his name was Hosheya. He added a Yud. Is Ka Yeshiacha me'atzis miraglim. Hashem should save you. Why does he only daven for Yeshua, not for Kalev? The Chavetz Chaim asks a couple of more questions. He says as follows, the Chavetz Chaim, this is incredibly, the week I had this story, the Chavetz Chaim writes that Yeshua and Kalev had a different approach to the Miraglim. You have the ten Miraglim speaking against Hashem, against Eretz Yisrael. Yeshua and Kalev had completely opposite plans. Yeshua the entire time they were in Eretz Yisrael stood up to the Miraglim and protested. He stood up. He said, this is nonsense, knock it off. And he stood up to the Miraglim. And Kalev pretended he was one of the Miraglim. Kalev was one of them. Kalev acted in a way, I shouldn't say pretended, it's not a pretend. Kalev felt connected. If it was pretend, it wouldn't work. Kalev was connected. And his Eitzah was Ava of Yedidus. He was friendly with the Miraglim the whole time. Says the Chavetz Chaim, each way of behavior has an advantage and a disadvantage. Kalev's advantage is he could have more impact. Kalev was part, he didn't rip. He was with them, he wasn't going to do the same Averis as them. But he felt the Yedidus. His is he actually can change the other ten Miraglim. The Chesarin is you could be impacted. Says the Chavetz Chaim, Yeshua was fire against. The bad side of that is you're not going to impact the others. The good side is you won't get impacted. 
Says the Chavetz Chaim at Shkulim, they're both appropriate responses. They're two ways. They're different Shayrish Hanishamas. They're two ways to respond to wrongdoing. They're both equally says as they're acceptable by Hashem. As the Chavetz Chaim said, I saw this Chavetz Chaim the week I'm upset about a reaction that was more fierce to, to dress that was inappropriate. And the Chavetz Chaim writes that both of these Mahalchim are Shkulim, are equal. They're both acceptable in Avodah Hashem. I think it's amazing the relevance of Torah, that you learn Torah Hashem speaking to us. But I, what I want to share today is that we all have our fire inside of us. And there's Yeshua's fire and Kalev's fire. Yeshua's fire expressed, he was misnagidem. He didn't quiet down, Klai Yisrael says the Chavetz Chaim, because they didn't let him speak. Because they knew he was an adversary, and they were ten, he was one. Kalev they let speak, because they thought he was one of them. So Kalei had the power to impact. Yeshua didn't have the power to impact. Maishu Rabbeinu David for Yeshua says the Chavetz Chaim. He was worried they would kill Yeshua. He wasn't worried they would kill Kalev. Kalev would be fine because he actually was going, he was with them. Yeshua was, was so adversarial to them, he was worried for Yeshua's life. So were your neighbors correct? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't. I can't look at it. I don't look at it that there are two ways. I don't think that's the way. Wait. But I want to say that there are different reactions. There are different shayrish anishamas, and there are different reactions. And the Chavetz Chaim describes the Yeshua and Kalev responding to the same situation and shkulim. Both have their merits. Both are necessary in the world. What I want to say to the Chavetz is I don't want to harp on the specifics of that. Kir of Shaila, I want to speak about our own bringing to the world, is bring yourself to the world. It would be tragic if Yeshua would bring Kalev and Kalev would bring Yeshua. Yeshua can bring the best Yeshua and Kalev can bring the best Kalev. And I want to say to the guys, be true to yourself. In learning, ask yourself what questions, what different Torah, what Chazal, how does it resonate by you? In your own Avedis Hashem, to yourself be true. There are different Hashem design, different people. And within Avedis Hashem, each one of us leaning into how things hit us, to the way we serve. One of the beauties about our Chabura, I've been watching Lavi. I've been watching Lavi for already months. In my house. Rudy and I, Rudy and I spoke. Huri and I were talking about the inspiration that is La Vie. We were talking about it in our house. We were describing, Huri and I were describing to watch somebody in Midas and learning in every area and uniquely grow him. He's a wonderful leader, a wonderful person. And each person has their thing, has their areas, has their, has their fire and their areas they bring out to the world, uniquely theirs. And to see two greats respond differently, Lavi. To see two greats respond very differently. And each one has its place. Each one has its place. Yeshua and Kalev specifically, there are many places in the Torah, Lavi, to bring this out. I like Yossi P bringing it out here because the very essence... Yeshua and Kalev, if you want to study the Sugya and the Torah... 
of being independent, of not falling for what everybody else is doing. Wow. Yeshua and Kalev are the sugya of somebody not falling. There's the mass. Ten is a rabbin. Ten is a killer. The, the miraglim are called the kihila. They're called the congregation. And there's a mass. There's a rabbin doing it one way. But Kalev has a ruach acheres. The ability to have a unique perspective. To have a unique sense. To plug into what should not be a follower. It's very, very interesting to me, Shlema, that if we would step back, it could be I'm thinking this way more. Now, in general, there's a lot of feelings of nostalgia at the end of a year. And it could be sometimes you're in a sogio, like thinking very narrow, and sometimes you step back. Stepping back, we're starting to see, look at a whole man, at a whole journey. In stepping back into the person of today, our grandparents, where everything came from, where everything originated, our Rosh Hashiva's parents, our Rosh Hashiva's Rebbeim, were Yechidim, were individuals. Klal Yisrael was decimated, was destroyed, and people rebuilt in America Yechidim, Yechidim, individuals. We live in an age today where we have masses, we have big yeshivas, we have the masses. And the tendency when they're masses is just follow, just follow, just follow. I think we need to be every bit the yachid we ever needed. You still need to be a yachid. It doesn't matter how many people are doing. Ultimately, you have to bring your fire and your... It's maybe harder in some ways to be a yachid. Because we have yeshivas and institutions and so much success... Our success maybe makes it hard. I look at guys in yeshiva as guys who protested, who sensed that I need to be a yachid. They weren't buying. I'm, not, I'm sorry, I'm, I refuse to just march. I won't. I won't, and I don't think we're designed. We're called Ivrayim. Our name, we spoke yesterday about what a name means. And Ivri is, means I stand my own side, my own uniqueness. Every person has their own uniqueness. It's extremely important. Of course, it's beautiful to be part of a tzibur, to be part of a yeshiva, but not to lose your uniqueness. The vart that drives you, the mitzvah that you connect to, the part within the mitzvah that you connect to, to retain and maintain your uniqueness is huge. And I specifically like studying Kalev and Yeshua, who are two people who represent standing up to the Eidah. The whole Seber, ten people who were known as Sadiqim, they were doing an Avera, and it would be easy just to follow, but there were two people, they were able to be individuals, not just to go with the flow. Ten people are doing that. Ten people who are known to be Sadiqim. The Kehillah, the whole Seber was doing something. But if you sense it's wrong, stand up for what you sense. I was talking to a parent, their child was dating, and the parent was describing how nervous they were, and I felt I was begging the parent, trust your child. The best thing they have is their inside. The best thing they have is their sense. Their want for truth and their sense. When guys are walking out the door of yeshiva, their nerves, people are going out to the world. There's a lot of different... There are a lot of different poles and tugs and a lot of different things. The best thing you have is your inner compass of truth. Nikarim divrei emes. We have a want for truth. We have an ability and a capacity to recognize what truth is. 
Trust yourself. Trust yourself. If people describe trusting a Rebbe. Who made that Rebbe? We made that Rebbe. We created the Rebbe who teaches us. Ultimately, we're trusting ourselves. It is huge. If something feels wrong, trust that. Something feels, this feels wrong. There's a whole rabbin, there's a mass doing it, but Yeshua says, no, it's wrong. But then even within their response to the rabbin, there's a Yeshua way and a Kalev way. And each way is rooted in the base Medrash. There's a Yeshua response in being a Yachid and standing up. Yeshua who comes with a certain fierceness, He's not, there's no, he's not, he's not being warm and friendly and he's coming with a certain starkite, this is wrong. And that's the Yeshua way of standing up. And there's the Kalev way who's part, who's Mu'urvim Abrius, but he understands and he's going to influence and impact. He gets to speak. The two responses, two responses of the Yachin and both are precious and necessary. So I say from both these two great people, we learn about being a yachid, about standing up and being an individual in our life, but we also learn that there are different ways of being. Each one has their own unique path and be true to what feels right by you. Hashem designed the Yeshua. Yeshua was the perfect Yeshua. And behaving like a Yeshua should, he had his response to wrongdoing. And colleague behaving as colleague should has his response to wrongdoing. Find your responses. Ask inside if something feels, is something right or wrong. And trust that. Trust that. My best chavrus I ever had in my life taught me to trust questions I had. Trust your view of Gemara. Trust it. It's a very important thing to learn in learning Tyra. It's a very important thing to learn in living Tyra. Trust your instinct. If you feel some, this is just not right, this is just not right, so then, then there's something here, that's Yeshua, Phil, this is just not right. There was a whole mass of tzaddikim, a pair in tzaddikim, who were known to be leaders of Klal Yisrael, who were speaking Lashon Hara, and Yeshua dug in, this is just not right. And Yeshua didn't go along. Kaleb dug in, this is just not, Ruach HaCheres, they dug into something different, something deep, and didn't follow along. So that's another message that I want to share today. I have one more thing, but now there needs to be a break. This was, we went a long time straight, so we'll pause with song. I'm going to ask Shlomo Guri and Shragi Panek to come forward. The guys, once we do these chants, like changing the meaning, we should. I want guys to be knowledgeable. So before we do the song, I'm going to learn a little diktuk for one minute with the guys. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to do lengthy. But I want guys at least. I want guys to be very knowledgeable and sophisticated. So guys have these cute chants instead of Eli Manila, Eli Manila. What's that called in Lashon Kodesh? Who just said I love you? Said the Valkyrie. 
There's something called Mila El and Mila Ra. Say those words, Mila El. Mila Ra. Now what that means, Mila Ra is when you pronounce the word stressing the end. That's called Mila Ra. Mila El means the stress is on the beginning. In Lashon Kaidesh, most words, if I dare say, the stress is on the end. In English, you tend to stress the beginning. In Lashon Kaidesh, it typically be Kalish, and in English, it's Kalish. The stress, Mila'el is when the stress is on the beginning. Kalish, Mila'rad, the stress is on the end. In matter of fact, Klal Yisrael, this is an oddity. I have heard people have theories. It's the Ramban. The stress is on the end. Nobody calls him the Ramban. He's the Ramban. It's interesting. The Rambam, the stress is on the beginning. I have no idea why this is so, but we call him the Ram. You don't call him the Rambam. It's the Rambam, the stress on the beginning, and the Ramban. Why that's so? I haven't the foggiest. It's not a dict. I have no. Do you have a theory on that? Ramban and Rambam, but it's just a good example of Milael and Milara. Maybe it's a way because people won't hear it. It's interesting. We call him the Rambam. And yet we call the other Rishan the Ramban. Ramban is Milara, the stress is on the end, and Rambam, the stress is on the beginning. There are rules in Diktuk, there are rules in Diktuk how to know if the stress is on the beginning, the stress is on the end, there are rules in Diktuk. Diktuk, I should say, but there are rules for this. But at least the guy should know the concept. Let's get to a song. Congratulations. Shlaima Guri was the star pitcher. Tzvi Garfan had the winning hit. I'm going to congratulate the good looking center fielder who made some good catches. I'm going to say that a big play in the game. I always, I like, I, I have this, you might know that I like sports. I liked a lot. The line drive single, David Svi's line drive single. Yeah. 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 I like the heads up base running. I liked a lot. He didn't keep your he head didn't in the break. Game. He, he knew, saw what happened and sped home for the winning run. Svi hit it. David, David Svi scored it. So. There was, a, there was actually a very good game. The, the, the it looked like rain. It was raining the whole Connecticut. But we were Zaycha that till the end of the game. I want to thank Shlomo Feldman. Shlomo Feldman ran the whole league, the whole season. I Lavi is a ridiculous shortstop. Lavi is the only one. The 
left fielder, the left fielder. You can go player by player. We can talk. We analyze the game. Very rare. One up in softball. A one up game deep into extra innings. A one up game. Very very impressive. Very impressive fielder all around. You saw that. Very good feelings. Ellie Manila, the good Ellie Manila had a very good, a very good Ellie grab. Manila. Ellie Manila, Ellie Manila, Ellie Manila, Ellie Manila. Avi Block, how often in softball do you see a double play turn? He saved the game. Avi Block. Avi Block. Avi Block. Avi Block. Have you ever, Avi, in your softball career, have you ever turned a double play before in your softball career? Not hard ball. In- <laughs> Can I be honest? It's, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to paint the picture for you, and I'm going to be honest. It's bases loaded. So first thing when I was, it was, if they scored, they would have won. It was bases loaded, one out. The first thing I was very impressed with Avi is he played very close. Now it's scary for a third baseman to play close because the ball comes very, you obviously have to crack it. To hit it down the line means you smacked it hard. To hit it to right field, if you're a righty, to hit it to right field, you didn't get around on it. You didn't crush it. Down the line, you, you crushed it. So to play in for a third base is scary. Right away he played in was smart because he knew he has to cut off the run. The guy smacks it. Avi makes a clean pick. I was impressed. Now the next thing, the logical thing was to throw it home and get the out. It would have been easy out at home. Two outs, bases loaded. And he turns his back and runs to third. I thought he was crazy. I thought, like, what is he doing? What is he doing? You just blew the game. You just lost the game. He literally played close to cut the runner out. Elio was near me. We thought you were the villain. We thought Avi Block just ruined the season, gave up the winning run to get an out at third. He runs to third and fires the first that just nicks the runner for a double play. That was crazy. <laughs> I told you, I told you, I told you that this Kalev and Yeshua, it's cool that there are two ways to see something. I didn't see the game like you. What I want to say, and Elio said it, is that you thought to do that before. That was your plan. There's no way you decided on the spot to do that. You thought before, and I'm impressed. I never would have saw things. I would have been very cautious and got that at home. Who knows what happens next? You're gutsy, I'm cautious. I would have gone home. You made a cool play. You saved the season, and you got the win. Good play, Abby. I like that there are different ways to see the world, but I say, one thing I say, and this, Elio said it, that he decided before to do that, you can't think, you always have to be planned. I promise you he knew before that he was going to try to do that. I didn't know that he turned any double plays before. In softball, it's rare, but I wouldn't have even thought to do that. I would have just gotten out at home, two outs, basically. Were you... You see, have you seen him get a double play? Were you upset when he started going to third base? I got confused a little bit. I thought it was a mistake. Who do you thought it was a mistake? I was. I yelled. Can we do this song? Eight out of nine people on the field would on the field would have thrown home. He thinks that. What? 
Elio, you would have thrown home, gotten out. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. Mendy was, Mendy was running at me. Like, as I was scared, I was going to run over just dropped the ball. <laughs> Avi, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I like the way you think it. Okay, let's do a song for the hustling guy right now. You do yourself, do yourself in one second. Rabbi Sai, the first song is for the Fasnay Kalid, and there'll be a second song.
like if anybody has a Levitson for Mo Muller, Captain Slomo. Captain Slomo. That means like 5,000 people are going to start looking for a girl for you. It's good. Rabbi Sai, people think there's a minute you throw. There's a minute you throw for parents to bench their sons on, on Friday night. There's a minute you throw to be mevarich, to give you varech Hashem Yishmarecha to bench our children on Friday night. I look, there's, there's quite a bit written about this minute you throw. The very simple Pshari Shabbos is a source of tremendous blessing, and the parents feel the Kedusha of Shabbos and feel the power to bless and as such they bless their children. Lemaisa, the Minig Yisrael is for parents to bless their children. It's brought that the Minig Yisrael is for Rebbeim to bless their Talmidim and it's brought the Minig Yisrael is for Yidin to bless each other. So that's just good to know that the Minig Yisrael certainly you see widely kept is parents blessing their children, but there is a minig Yisrael for friends to bless each other. We say a good Shabbos is a bracha also, but it's a minig Yisrael to give our brachas at the onset of Shabbos. I'm going to ask Shleima to do Yivarechecha. Bless the Chavr Shleima. share one quick thought, the Chavretz late, the guys have been sitting a long time. I'm going to make this fast, but I want to share this with the Chavretz. 
There's a sugya Hevra called one of the most fascinating sugyas in the whole Torah called the Mapilim. Some label them the Mapilim. Who are the Mapilim? What is the story of the Mapilim? After Akiva, after Klal Yisrael sends the Miraglim, and after Klal Yisrael is made aware that they they send, they send. They were taught that they were sent, that they send, and they were said. Hashem said by Yamusu Anashim, might say Dibasar, it's Rav Magevim Le Hashem. And Maisha spoke to Klal Yisrael and said, you won't enter Eretz Yisrael. Avi, they had been punished, Klal Yisrael, for the Ched and the Miraglim. And Shloyma Maisha told Klal Yisrael they wouldn't enter Eretz Yisrael. By Yisrael, and the nation mourns. They grieve over their Ched. They grieve over this Besura that they won't enter Eretz Yisrael. Then by Yashkimu Babaiker, people Chaim Tzvi get up in the morning and they tell Maish Rabbeinu, we're going to Eretz Yisrael, we're just going to go. They want to, un- it's, so, it's so painful because it seems so pure. They say, we want to go to Eretz Yisrael, we messed up. David, we messed up and so sincere, we're going. And Maish Rabbeinu says, don't. Don't go, you won't be successful. Al Talu, don't go to Eretz Yisrael. Ki Hashem Hashem's not going to be with you. You won't defeat your enemies. people, the Ma'apilim, Ma'apilim means Azus, They had a certain strength. They said, we're going to go now. We regret it. We messed up. We'll go now. It's such a cool... Aaron, there's something so cool what these Mapilim wanted to do, Momo. They said, we want to go. We don't. We messed up the first time. Now we'll go. We'll go to Eretz Yisrael. And Maishu Rabbeinu begs them not to go. And they don't listen to Maishu Rabbeinu. Vayapilu, and they had Azos. They had a certain courage. And they end up going. Vayakum, vayichtum ad haram. And they got destroyed. They died. They were killed. They're called the Mapilim. It's There's something so tragic, but I want to explain, I want to share something with the Hever. Yisrael, they're so interesting, these Mapilim. They want to go to Eretz Yisrael. And they had done a Chet, and now they want they want Tikkun of their Chet. What's wrong with them? And Maisha says, don't do it. You won't be successful. But you get their vibe. There's always hope. Their Shirish is, there's always hope. What is all hope lost? I want to explain something about the Mapilim. They're completely right that everything's still in front of you. So what's the story of the Mapilim? It seems such a tragic story of people who still want to believe there's hope. We're going, we're going, we want it. We regret, we messed up, so let us fix up. Maisha says, don't go. And they go and, they, and they're nifter. What, what's that story? What's happening? So I would like to explain it. It sounds like, like they say there's still hope and Moshe says there's no hope. That's no shaykhus. Hashem's right said the shuvah and accepts shuvah. Their mistake of the ma'apilim and the lesson that stays forever is yesterday's mistake 
is Ashkocha today. Now, of course, there's Harata for yesterday, but now listen to the new map that Hashem has created, even if it came from Chatan. There's a new Ratz in Hashem. It doesn't matter what it originated from. Hashem wants, and I don't want to say a new Ratzin, it's always, there's always Ashkachas Hashem. People often think that the Ashkach was messed up, but what do you mean? I'm only here because of a sin. You can end up somewhere for the wrong reason, but today that I'm born to this situation, it's Ashkachas Hashem that I'm here, and respond with what Hashem wants today. Yesterday's mistake for today is Ashkacha. And the Mapilim had to understand that their task is today Hashem wants them in the Midbar. And there's a task in the Midbar and adjust to the task of today. It's very good yesterday you thought that the from thing was to go to Eretz Yisrael. But today you were tasked differently and adjusting to the task, to the understanding of today. They were living with yesterday's understanding. They were refusing and partly because their own mistake was only my... They didn't accept that their mistake is Ashkachas Hashem. And Hashem wants you. There was hope and there remains hope in the desert. But yesterday you thought you're going to Eretz Yisrael. I, it's only because of Chet that you're not going to Eretz It doesn't matter the Sibais. Today your mission is to proudly be in the desert. It doesn't matter the Sibais, except the Ratzon Hashem of today. Except your mission and responsibility of today. I think successful people in general are able to re-accept the conditions of their life and unsuccessful people. People have big dreams and it's wonderful to have dreams. And then things come along and by the way, those things, if they don't come from human error, so then certainly it's easier to adjust. When the new mission comes from human errors, so the sense, if I want to do the original plan, and this, oh, this is the Ashkachas Hashem wants this. I don't just say today he wants this. This is what Hashem wants. This is what he always wanted, if this is you have today. And adjust to that. The Mapilim's inability to adjust to the Ratzin Hashem, because of what they thought, they thought the Frumis thing was to go to Eretz Yisroh. But today, Maisha had taught us that the frumest thing was to stay in the desert. I, yesterday, you had a thought of what your frumkite is, but today you discovered something new. This is the, all our lives contain this. To the Kailo guy who has a son that he has to adjust to and work to and, and change things that he does. To, to everybody in many, many instances in our lives. I say to all youngsters about that out the door, I say dream and plan, big visions of idealism, of building big things, but always be, keep your eyes open to see what Hashem wants today. Many people have run over a child, run over a wife, run over of all different things for an idealism that doesn't hold true anymore. That's the error, David, of the Mapilim. The error of the Mapilim is they ran Teretz Yisrael that was yesterday's idealism. And I think the running Teretz Yisrael when you're not supposed to go is many, many forms of this Mapilim exist in our lives. Where, but I thought yesterday that would have been the Frumkite. You're right, yesterday that was from to run Teretz Yisrael. Today it's wrong. 
the lesson of the Mapilim holds so powerfully true in all our lives. So dream and plan. Make big plans. But always keep your eyes open. Always keep your eyes open. And don't worry if the curveball happened because of mistakes. I see parents, they'll have a 15-year-old child who's difficult, and they'll say it was my mistake when I was th- when he was three. That that's, has no bearings on today. What caused the difficulty of today? It has no bearing. Today the Ashkach is to engage and embrace this. How many run past and still run Teretz Yisrael when they were supposed to embrace this? The story of the Mapilim feels like we're reading our story. So we have the opportunity to always... Set goals, set dreams. Our dreams are to run Teretz Yisroh. But if it may come and different things occur, where Hashem sends us clear messages of a new idealism, be ready to adjust. Successful people adjust on the fly. They're focused on Ratzon Hashem, not their perceived Ratzon Hashem. Not yesterday's Ratzon Hashem. All of us should have Siyata Deshmaya on our journeys. Dream run Teretz Yisrael, run to great places, keep your eyes open to say, what does Hashem want me today? Yesterday's idealism could be a chet today. They ran Teretz Yisrael, it's like so noble. But that was yesterday's idealism. Today's idealism was to stay in the desert. It doesn't matter what caused that, but that was today's idealism. They had great things in store for them in the desert. Stay there and live the idealism of today. The Siyam will take place at what time? Did anybody? 6.30. You have been listening to a shear from ShasIlluminated.org. For other shearim on many topics or to hear an Eon shear on any Dauphin Shas, including Myra McClemus on each shear, please visit www.shasilluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS. That's 203-312-7427. Or email info at shasilluminated.org.